Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, the Wild, for the first time this year, Jim, have back-to-back victories after winning in New York against the Islanders uh, last night. A little better defensive play. They give up less than 30 shots on goal. Are they starting to turn things in the right direction here? It looks like it. Plus, now Spurgeon is skating with the team. Looks like he'll be back soon. He'll make a big difference. Mm-hmm. They got Boldy back, which helps. Um, Maroon actually played really well last night, and uh, Kaprizov had a beautiful power play goal on a nice pass from Zuccarello, which is a good sign. Benito um, Terry ends up scoring his first career goal. Louis, uh, you know, related to Lou Nanny, and had players chanting Lou at him, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, listen. It has not been a great start to the season. I'm never sure when the start ends, but I think we're kind of still in the start. Um, but, <laughs> right. you know, they're, they're not buried in their own division. Nobody's gonna, I don't know if anybody's going to catch Vegas in the conference. They're not buried in their division. They appear to be playing a little bit better now. Uh, the next thing they need, to me, they need Spurgeon back, and they need, uh, if Spurgeon and Brodeen keep playing, you know, they both play their capabilities and defensively fine. Uh, Flurry has been pretty good. They need Gustafson going in the right direction. He's gotten shelled. Some of it has been just terrible defense. They need to get him going again. And if they do that and get Spurgeon back, my guess they'll be they'll be fine. To me, it looks like Gustafson maybe is suffering a little bit from big contractitis. He did get that new deal with the Wild, and he's just struggled. I mean, his his goals against is almost four point nine. His save percentage is like eighty seven and a half, something like that. That he's really struggled. Yeah, he hasn't been good. I also feel like with Spurgeon out with some of the early games where they just gave no help at all, mm. that he got just barraged, um, and that can mess with your head a little bit as a goalie, too. So, uh, you know, it's such a long season. So many teams make the playoffs. I don't think there's any reason to panic. And I, I just think, you know, Florida's still playing well. They don't want to overuse him. If they can get Gustafson on the right track, you know, I think they'll go back to being the kind of team that wins a lot of four to two games. Yeah, and, and as you referenced, plenty of season left yet. They're back to 500 here for the uh, first time. Uh, so uh, I've talked about this with you before, but it's uh, now been spoken out loud. It looks like the Twins will probably have a smaller payroll. They did have a record payroll this last season of like $156 million, I think, according to your newspaper. I'm kind of looking yep. at it. Uh, right here now. That certainly means that uh, to reacquire or re-sign Sonny Gray, it's a smaller chance of that now for sure. Uh, yeah, I think it, the percentage has gone from 0.01% to 0%. Uh, <laughs> they, they weren't going to sign re- Sonny Gray. Uh, he's gone. We just need to accept that. He's gone. Dang it. Um, <laughs> and I think that's where they'll save a little bit of the money. You know, I right now they're about $125 million on the current payroll. Mm-hmm. They were 155, 156 last year, uh, which is a record for the franchise and about about average to median around around baseball. I I'm guessing they will go down to like 130 to one somewhere in the 130 to 140 range. Mm-hmm. To me, this just confirms what we kind of already knew, which is that they're going to look for pitching and they're probably going to trade for it. And they had great success building the pitches that way last year. They have more position prospects than they know what to do with. I think you'll see a two- or three-position player for a good young starting pitcher who isn't expensive yet kind of trade, kind of like the, the arise for Polanco, I mean, for, for Pablo trade. I think they, they, you know, they loved the way that worked out. Um, and I think they'll look to make that kind of deal again. Now, probably not going to get an ace out of it, but if they get a good number three starter without touching players that 
they expect to really spend a lot of time in the big leagues for them, that would be another win. So you really think it's prospects, not guys on the uh, you know twenty five man active roster last year, like a uh, Polanco or somebody like that? I think they think you know. Listen, you know, there's always there are always these weird thoughts among a lot of Twins fans in Minnesota, like they aren't trying to win or they don't mm-hmm. care. I mean, they want to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to Rocco for a long time yesterday, and he just they just they want they want to win it all. That is their goal, and they think that Polanco was one of their better at-bat takers and more productive hitters down the stretch and in the postseason against high-quality pitching. Uh, I don't see them moving him. Uh, Kepler gave him a, uh, just a massive boost second half. Now, he didn't perform very well in the playoffs, which is a red flag for me, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're looking to rush any productive veterans out the door for kids they aren't sure about. Um, you know, listen, Royce Lewis is a young player, but he's locked in. He's a third baseman. Um, Walner will get a shot to be an everyday player. Kirilov will get a shot to be an everyday player. Brooksley will get a look at some point. Uh, but I don't think they want to rush anybody they think they can win with out the door. And I think they think Polanco and, to a slightly lesser degree, Kepler are those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You know, it's strange, but I've uh, there was somebody who asked Bill Belichick at his weekly press conference this week if he thought he was coaching for his job coming up this Sunday. That seems ridiculous, uh, and and it probably is. Uh, he would not get fired in the middle of a season, certainly. But is it possible that the Robert Kraft Bill Belichick marriage ends after the season? Yeah, and I mean, I I've, I've seen stranger things mm-hmm. than. Bill Belichick getting fired next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are performing horribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been in charge or has had a major hand in personnel decisions for a long time, and their roster is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he handpicked Mac Jones. I don't know if Mac Jones would have thrived in any other situation. I kind of liked him coming out of college. I think he has some ability, but he has just you know, fallen by the wayside in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um they are not beating people defensively, which is Belichick's strength. And Kraft and, and uh, Belichick do not like each other. Mm. Uh, Belichick openly disdainful of Kraft often went during the good times. Kraft remembers that. So, listen, it does, just because he had, a, he's had a great career doesn't mean it will end in a very ugly fashion. Yeah. Uh, anything going to happen at Michigan with uh, uh, Harbaugh? Is he going to face suspension? It really feels like the Big Ten wants to make an example of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. You can find the university, I guess. Uh, you could suspend Harbaugh again. You could spend him for a year. You can uh, cut down the number of scholarships they give out. There are a lot of things you can do. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do, but it, it, the, the signals they've sent so far to me indicate they want Harbaugh to be an example of what not to do, punish him. These are, I'm sure there are other teams doing similar things. I think they want to make sure that this stuff stops now. Hmm. So you think it'll happen during the year? Will that affect how the college football playoff committee looks at it? And that's the thing. My guess is the Big Ten wants to make an example of him without damaging Michigan's chances of winning a national championship. Because that's good for the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they're going to look for a solution that makes it look like they were very hard on Harbaugh and Michigan, but that doesn't affect their ability to win it all this year. Gopher men's basketball team kicked off their season with a non-conference win against Bethune 
uh, Cookman. Uh, ben Johnson's third season at the helm. Finally, a couple of guys coming back healthy that he hasn't had access to the last uh, two years. What do you see in the Gophers' season this year? Yeah, I really hope that Ben can turn it around, get it going in the right direction. You know, big picture, I look at it and say, okay, you've been last place in the Big Ten two years in a row. And kind of everybody expects you to be last place again this year. You lost your best player to another conference team, and you lost your best recruit you've had yet to Louisville. How's it really going to get markedly better? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, Dawson Garcia is a nice player. You know, they need, they need everybody to kind of overachieve. They need Garcia to be a great player. They need, you know, the supporting cast, which is basically what it is. They need Christie to come in and be good right away. They need Carrington to up his three-point shooting. They need, uh, you know, guys like Enan and Fox to really be major assets. They need Farrell Payne to be a really strong inside player in the Big Ten. They need a lot of things to go well just to be average. Mm. Uh, they just have no margin for error in this league. Why has he gotten off to such a slow start, do you think? Is it the injuries? or uh, I thought it was going to be kind of a recruiting guru. Uh, well, he took over a program that really had been run into the ground. Mm. And he, his, his calling cards were going to be recruiting Minnesota kids and getting just maximum effort out of them on the court. I do think they've played hard for him, but he has not done that well recruiting. If mm-hmm. Evans had shown up here, if he had been able to keep a couple guys who went to Wisconsin or other Big Ten schools, then maybe this would look different. But when he lose battle in yeah. conference and you lose Evans, who's going to be your, your the recruit you're going to hang your entire reputation on, and he ends up not even ever showing up, I mean, I, I, it feels like this, this program's a wasteland right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's Johnson's fault. I also don't know that he's the solution to the problem. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.